0: chapter 7. As we journey through the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, Wednesday night in the book of James. Today, Revelation chapter 7. Now, after these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the, the earth, and that the wind should not blow upon the earth upon the sea or any tree. And then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. He said, Do not harm the sea, the earth, the trees, until we have sealed the servants of the God, of our God, on their forehead. And so I heard the number of those who were sealed. 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you again. We love to come together as the body of Christ, Lord, to encourage and strengthen one another. Lord, we thank you for first service children's ministry, Lord, back in action. We ask that you bless those serving in children's ministry. And, Lord, we just pray for for your heart and our heart to be knitted together that, Lord, we too would have loving kindness and long-suffering towards others. And, Lord, as we continue to see your judgment poured upon this Christ-rejecting world, Lord, we would be grateful and thankful that we will not be here. So, Lord, we ask that your Spirit would be upon us today to give us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you weren't here last week, Uh, encourage you to pick up that message listen to that message online Uh, let's actually read the last verse of that and as these seals were being opened the last seal uh, spoke of a great earthquake every mountain every island was moved out of its place we talked about how this was getting close to the end of the three and a half year period of time totality of the tribulation of a seven-year period, so we're getting close to that middle portion. And verse 17 says, for the great day of his wrath has come, who is able to stand? That question takes us into chapter 7, and it will answer that with two groups of people. And so, but before we get into that, the Lord wants to show us kind of a what's going on behind the scenes. There's a lot happening in, the, in uh, the tribulation period. There's a lot going on, a lot of information. And you're going to see these pauses in the narrative. And this is one of those pauses. And so in verse 1, he says, After these things I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or on any tree. And so as we get into this parentheses inside of Revelation, we're going to see that these angels are going to start, they're going to be the ones that are going to measure out what's coming out next, which are the trumpet blasts, more of the wrath of God. And by the way, I just want you to see something in verse 1. And again, remember, as the body of Christ, as the church, we're not here. God's wrath is not being poured upon us. We're going to see two groups of people uh, that God is going to use. They are going to be uh, for His purposes and and be sealed by Him. But notice this in verse 1. if How many of you, uh, look, let me just say this real quick. I, how many of you love history? Okay, a couple of you. It's great. The other of you, you're sinning. Uh Weather Channel. How many of you are Weather Channel junkies? Good. Be honest. If you can't be honest here, where can you be, right? And they've got all those weather shows and programs and disasters and everything. And I am fascinated how God has created this planet. It is amazing to me, not only your bodies and how they function, but how this planet functions, how it works, do you know we don't live on a planet that is a perfect sphere? It is elongated at the, um, at the equator because how it spins. You know, we don't know any of that until you come outside of that. You have satellites and you're able to view it from a distance. But if you look at the earth at any given time, you're going to see some white things floating around. Anybody know what those are? Come, Honey, what is it? angels oh close we're going to get to those clouds <laughs> and listen you and i will not be sitting on clouds eating philadelphia cream cheese in heaven <laughs> although those commercials they're just liars clouds hydrology these are these are interesting things that help this world happen and there's one thing in verse 1 that we may not realize how important wind is on planet Earth. It is the lungs of the planet. It moves things around. If you don't have wind, you don't have clouds, you don't have evaporation, and you don't have rain. And if you don't have any of that, what do you have? Well, you're about to see through the trumpet blast. But there's also something there that we can use as a symbol because wind often speaks of the judgment of God that the wind of judgment is coming. So I I love how the Bible always says a near fulfillment and a far fulfillment. It's speaking of one thing, and then it speaks of another thing in the same verse of something that is coming. So these four angels are in four areas of the earth, wherever they are, and they are about to measure out justice. And I was thinking of that as I was reading, just turning off the winds. I mean, who loves... That we live in Myrtle Beach, and that in the summertime we get at least a little bit of breeze. Man, you go to Ainar? I don't know how those people live. <laughs> Poor people in Aynor. We go up to the property uh, in summertime up in Chesney. There's no wind. It is it is oppressive. You could see not only death <laughs> in the air. You could see the humidity. So it's nice to have a little coastal breeze. It gives us a little bit of a break. Now imagine what's going to happen when it's turned off. Just turns it off. And we're going to see that the earth is going to be scorched. We're going to see a lot more judgment coming upon. And so these angels are in charge of that. Notice it said that they should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or any tree. And then I saw another angel, verse 2, ascending from the east, having a seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea. So they're coming, they're coming to, that. that's what's coming up in the trumpet blast. And he says, do not harm the earth, the sea, the trees, listen, till we have sealed the servants of our God upon their forehead. And so I heard another uh, the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. So we spoke a little bit about this last week. The purpose of the tribulation period was uh, it was to judge a Christ-rejecting world, to judge the nations uh, that have rejected Christ, rejected Israel. But as we see here over and over, God redealing with the nation of Israel. And he is going to use these 144,000 as his evangelists on planet Earth. Keep your place here. Let's turn over to Revelation chapter 14. Now, when we get here, we'll talk about this even more. Revelation 1, no, 14, 1. We won't go in detail. I just want you to hear what the what this 144,000 are doing. And I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion. And with him, 144,000, having his father's name written on their forehead. That's the seal that the angel just spoke about, that they're going to go and seal. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, like the voice of many waters and the voice of a loud thunder, and I heard the sounds of harps playing the harp. And they sang, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn the song except for, so don't try to learn this song, you're not going to, except for the 144,000 that were redeemed from the earth. And these are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they were virgins, and they were the ones who who follow the lamb wherever he goes. By the way, I love that phrase. They follow the lamb wherever they go. Uh, did you see that? Uh, a shepherd is the one who takes the lambs wherever they go, and now we, we're following the lamb. And then these were the redeemed from among men being the first fruits to God, and in their mouth was found no deceit, and they are without fault before the throne of God. So let's go back to chapter 7. Who are these 144,000? We're going to see they're from uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. By the way, as we look at this, don't fret. There are no lost tribes. Maybe you've heard that. The 10 lost, there's no lost tribe. Do you think God lost anything? We do because we don't remember where we put it. Look, this is good news because he will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus says, Whom the Father has given me, I will by no means lose. Paraphrase. Isn't that good to know? So it doesn't, God knows where all the Jews are, even though they don't. They may not know what tribe they are, but God does. He knows what flows through their vein. If they're from Issachar or from Levi or Judah or Benjamin, he knows. And these 144,000, these are Jesus evangelists on planet earth. They are sealed by God to go out and do his work. They will not be harmed. Nothing will happen to them and none of the, the judgments will befall them. Well, what is their role? We're going to see in a minute that the 144,000 are witnessing not only angels flying around, that's coming, but these 144,000 around the whole earth proclaiming that Jesus is who he, he said he is. So these Jews become believers in Yeshua. Now, this is interesting to me because I don't know if you've Pick this up yet through the book of uh, Revelation, but the tribulation period is really on a global scale. No more is there a United States or a Europe per se. You know, we often think, even in our own country, we think, "Man, South Carolina, who cares what goes on in another state?" Or it's Ori County, I don't care what they do down in Charleston, and we we get very tribal, right? We we get like, this is our home, this is where we live. But when the tribulation comes, it's not about countries anymore. And God is, this is a global thing that's happening. You know, one of the things that we saw through the uh, Chinese coronavirus was that it was global, was it not? Oftentimes, you know, before in the 90s or in the early 2000s, something would break out, Ebola or something in Africa, and you're like, man, that's just tragic, but it's over there. And it never hit all over the world. This is something that we're seeing for the first time as a global. And what is God, what, what is God doing? He is allowing that to happen so we can look globally. Because there are sinners globally. And there are going to be believers in a minute from everywhere. But before he can get to those, he's got to seal his own. So, let's take a look at Him. So these are from the the 12 tribes, verse 5, from the tribe of Judah, and I'm not going to read 12,000 every time. Everybody got that? There's 12,000 from every tribe, and God already did the math for you in the first verse, (laughs) speaking about these guys, or in the fourth verse, that there's 144,000, so don't break out your phones and figure it out. God's got it. So there's 12,000 from Judah, from Reuben, from Gad, from Asher, from Naphtali, from Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Zebulun, I'm sorry, Ishakar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. Now, it's interesting. There are, are a ton of different lists. I think it's like, if it was 20 or 40, I can't remember. Uh, different lists of the 12 tribes of Israel all through the Bible, all different lists, and, and their orders are always different. Now, there is a tribe that's missing here, and it's the tribe of Dan. But don't fret, you Danites, because in Ezekiel 40, that they come back in the listing, and that is at the end of the tribulation period going into the millennial kingdom. So why is it this way? Isn't this great? Are you ready for it? I'm not, I got no idea. <laughs> what I find interesting is Levi is never mentioned when the 12 tribes are, are mentioned, far as the land allocation, because they don't have a portion of the land. I think it's great that God allows the Levites to get into the game and become evangelists for Jesus. So these 12 tribes, these 144,000. Jewish Christians come to a saving knowledge of Jesus, they're gonna go. Uh, imagine 144,000 John the Baptist. Now, remember, I, I've told you so many times, we're not gonna be watching what's going on here. It's not like there's a big stadium and a jumbotron, and we're like, man, those meteors are awesome. N- but I do wanna see who these guys look like. I just, I mean, w- wouldn't it be impactful to see? One hundred and forty-four thousand. John the Baptist. In the um, in the distant thunder left behind movies from the seventies, they portray one of the hundred and forty-four thousand perfectly. He's this big uh, dude, big beard, hair. Well, the perfect seventies Buffon hairdo, the curly men hair. Did any of you have those men? Thank thank you. These men were going to go forth, the Antichrist is going to try to take them out, nothing will happen to them, and they are sealed by God, as we saw, with the name of God upon their forehead. Now, why is that important? Because we're going to see in chapter 13 that the Antichrist is going to want to duplicate that with his mark. Remember, the Antichrist and the devil never come up with anything new, it's like, I got a good idea. They don't have a good idea, no, never, ever. And they're never doing anything good. The devil never does anything good. He came to steal and destroy, yes? And he is going to bring a counterfeit trinity and he's going to bring a counterfeit mark. We'll see that later. But God has sealed these for his purposes. And what are his purposes? To share with those who are left on planet earth that God loves them, and the judgment that is being poured upon them is because of their sin. And you can, sitting here today, bypass all of what we are reading. If you don't know Christ today, we're going to give you an opportunity. We're going to have communion today as well. What a a perfect time to have communion, as we're going to see with this second group of people. But God is calling on planet Earth. This one last time to repent, they can see it. They know where the judgment is coming from. Last week, remember, hide us from the face of the lamb. They know where it's coming from. Well, let's see the second group. Verse 9. Now, after these things, I look and behold a great multitude. What's a great multitude? It's a great multitude. Don't try to read into it. (laughs) It's huge. Which no one could number. Of all nations, tribes, people, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne, and the elders and the four living creatures And they fell on their faces before the throne and they worshipped God and said, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor, power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white clothes and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And so he said to me, these are the ones who came out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they're before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on his throne will dwell among them. And they shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eye. Beautiful, isn't it? This is not us. Listen, what did it say? They were pulled out of the tribulation. This is the, what we call the tribulation saints. The church is gone. We are in the three-and-a-half-year first period period Of the seven year totality of the tribulation. God is pouring his wrath upon it. Your Bible is left, your tracks, your videos, your whatever is left, and people are realizing that you have been raptured out and what you have been telling them for years just came to pass. How many of you have ever missed a plane? Your own fault. Okay, that's, see, because if you miss a plane, it's the airline's fault, then they, they take care of you. But if you miss a plane because it's your fault, oftentimes they make you pay, don't they? Listen, those who are left behind missed the plane. They were given a destination. They were given the tools to get onto the airplane, to get out of here. But they said, "Uh, I'm gonna watch one more YouTube video. I'm going to watch one more. I'm going to do, I I, I like this world too much. Now we're gone. All of our stuff is here. And they, for a moment, go, oh, wow. Bob was right. Susie was right. I can't believe they were right. Don't you love it when eventually, and um, and I, I was doing my best all day today not to talk about politics. But don't, don't you love how uh, the mainstream whatever, um, they call everybody crazy for believing certain stuff, and then eventually the stuff that we are called crazy for believing is actually true? Why don't we get to call them crazy? So that's, that's what's about to happen. The, the world and your relatives and your friends and your coworkers, and to go, they weren't bonkers. They were actually Right. And now these 144,000 are going to come and they're going to share with them and people are going to see angels flying around saying, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. And people are going to give their life to Christ. But they're going to have to sacrifice their life for Christ. And so verse 9, I looked on these things and behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all the tribes, tongues, people, standing before the throne and before the land, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. You see, guys, at the end of the day, I I need to make this very clear because we are living in an interesting time inside of the church. where And and I don't mean to offend anybody right now, and I, I really mean this, but this stupid critical race theory that has come inside the church, BLM and other things. I, I, we have a book out here. It's called Fault Lines. Uh, pastor Vody Bachman wrote it. It's wonderful. I encourage you to listen to it. He grew up in, in um, Compton, California, became a pastor in the Baptist Church, and now he's over in Zambia. Uh, he's a black pastor serving over there and helping them. But he's gone through all this, uh, wrote about it, talked about it, wonderful topic about how what is behind all of that has no place inside of the church. The church should not be adopting something. Why? Because there is only one race. Listen, there are no... At the end of the day, even in the tribulation, listen, all the tribes, people, and tongues, there is one group of people. And when a government or anybody else wants to pit you against another group of people, even in the church you ought to run, because there's only one body, we're one blood, we're sinners, and we need saving, amen? So when you look at a verse like this, you're like, see, God isn't just taking care of white people, brown people, yellow people, it is one color, and we all bleed red, and that is the point. And it doesn't need to come inside of the church. It's got no place to be in here at all. Does that... I just had to take a deep breath. You know, we think that this is a modern problem. It's not. It's been around since Cain and Abel. Brother going against brother. Jew against Gentile. Arab against uh, Jew. This is... This isn't the first time any of this has happened. And just so you know, there will never be equality on planet Earth until Jesus sets up his kingdom. It's never going to happen. I am never going to play basketball for the Sixers. (laughs) What are you laughing for? I'm not going to play linebacker for the Raiders. That just depressed me right there. Why? Because I know my limitations. Not everybody gets to do everything on planet Earth. You have a skill. Somebody else has a skill. That's how life is. Not everybody can do the same task. But what we can do, the same task, is sin against God. And His blood covers us. We're going to see that in a minute. So this group, it's not about what color it's not about what tribe. It's not about what race. It is, do I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? And any time a church starts to segregate a color or creed or race or what, they are doing a disservice and they do not know their Bible. There, I, I've said this so many times. Are you ready for this? There should never be a white church, a black church, a yellow church, a brown church. It's the church, and the church should be representative of the community that you live in. I mean, if you go to Norway, for the most part, they're all white, and I mean, they're like super white. Like, you can almost see through those people. (laughs) Creepy, isn't it? I don't expect a cornucopia of color up there. I don't. But here, where we live, I do. And this church, thankfully, has always been about that. I'll tell you, if you've ever spent time here, I'll, I'll tell you the one prayer I asked God before I left California. Well, there was many. Like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hold on. I said, Lord, please don't ever let our church be a white church. Let it be reflective of your creation and the community in which we live in. And it has always been that. Amen. And we need to know, as the church, do not pit one group. That's That's what governments do to control people and, of course, different organizations. So, where are we? Nine, there it is. Standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hand, crying with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb and all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and they worshiped God okay what throne and where is he talking about cuz we're going to see in a minute there's a temple is he talking about the millennial temple is he talking about the temple and the new the new Jerusalem that will be created with a new heaven and a new earth at the end Uh, I have no idea. All I know is wherever it is, this group of people, these uh, these tribulation saints have a specific purpose. You and I have a different purpose. We will be ruling and reigning with Jesus. They seem to have a different purpose. Notice what they do. Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. And then one of the elders answered and uh, saying to me, who are these who are arrayed in white robes and where do they come from? And John says to him, sir, you know. And so he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Have, do you see that phrase? How, how do you make a white garment clean with blood? And you see something in here that only God can do. And what is he doing? He They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Ultimately, at the end of the day, these Christians will die for their faith. But notice, even in their sacrifice to God, they still acknowledge the sacrifice of Jesus, conquering death on their behalf. Oh. <laughs> Speak on, Lord. <laughs> Man, I, lo- I, love, I love living where we are. I love thunder and lightning. I don't want it to hit my house, but I love to watch it. I just love living here, and where I used to live in in Northern California, we didn't have that, so it was quite lovely. What does that have to do with the message? Nothing. (sighs) And he said to me, Sir, you know. Therefore, verse 15. Therefore, they are before the throne of God, and notice, they serve him day and night in his temple. Which temple? Don't know. And he who sits on the throne will dwell amongst them. Now, you and I, as believers, we're going to get into this later. We're going to rule and reign with Christ on planet Earth. Remember I said at the end of last message, uh, last Sunday's message, what we know of planet Earth now, the topography, islands, mountains, it's going to look completely different when we get back. And when we get back, we're going to rule and reign with Christ for a 1,000 years. So we have a separate job. They, listen, although they had to die for the name of Jesus, they get the coolest place. Where are they? Listen, where Jesus dwells among them. They get to hear and see Jesus. Now, don't fret, believer. We're, we're still good. We're going to have that amazing Bluetooth um, speaker in our head. And it's it, the Bible talks about how Jesus will be teaching the nations. And as we're working for Jesus around the world. We'll be able to hear that. Maybe. Hold on, I got it. call waiting. Now, some of you don't even know what call waiting is, and that's a tear <laughs> to my eye. <laughs> What's call waiting? All right. And so they dwell with him. They serve him day and night in his temple. Please note with me in verse 16 what they had to endure on planet Earth, and now they do not. They shall neither hunger anymore or thirst anymore. They had a hard time in the tribulation period. Read what we have been reading and think, Listen, um, they're a believer, but they're still going through hardships in the tribulation period. How much are they going to feel? Is it going to be like the plagues in Egypt where some of them affected the children of Israel, not all of them? What is the degree which they will feel? Well, it, it might be here, it says they neither hunger or thirst. It, it may very well be that they had a really, really intense time on planet Earth. Um, where the sun shall not strike them, we're going to get into that next week, nor any heat, for the Lamb who sits in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of water. Now, this could be because of that phrase at the end of the tribulation period, at the end of the millennial there is a new heaven and a new earth created, and a new Jerusalem that comes out of heaven and comes. And it says, Out of the throne come this river. And the, there are trees lined on the side. It says, For the healing of the nation. So could it be there? Absolutely. It, it is very possible that the tribulation saints serve God before the throne for eternity. It is possible that that is their role. He says, for the lamb who sits in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of water. And please note with me, and God will wipe away every tear from their eye. He's already done that with us. The body of Christ snatched away before the tribulation gets going. We stand at the bema seat with Jesus, you and Jesus alone to receive the rewards in which you did in the body while on planet earth. Then we get a seven-year feast. Oh, can't wait. And then at the end of the tribulation, we're going to ride on white horses coming back with Jesus. We will see our brothers and sisters who were slain in the tribulation period. We will welcome them. It almost sounds like there are more saved in the tribulation than before the multitudes on the multitudes, more than the sands of the seashore. Listen, God will wipe away every tear from their eye. God has already wiped our tears today because we have a saving knowledge of him. You know, the book of Revelation is an interesting book because it, 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 what it does is it forces the church to get your life right with him. Remember, it's not a book written to unbelievers, it, you can't hand this to your grandma who's unsaved and say, Grandma, have a good read. She'll freak out on you. Your co- they will not understand what it means at all. They don't get that. It is for the body of Christ so that we would have an understanding of what is coming so that we can warn other people. This is God's grace to the church. And as ambassadors for Christ, we need to help others Everybody we know come to this place of Jesus beforehand. Well, a little bit shorter today because we have communion, but read ahead next week. We're going to see the seventh seal open, and what uh, when the seventh seal is open, that opens up the seven trumpets of God, and more judgment is coming upon him. Amen? Let's pray and then we'll have a time of communion. Lord, we thank you again for your word and we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that there is only one color of of blood that runs through our veins. Lord, we are human beings on planet Earth and other human beings want to pit us against each other. But the body of Christ is one, one bride, one church. And so Lord, thank you, not only for your creation, your wonderful colors that you have made, different attributes that people have. We thank you for the diversity on planet earth. But Lord, let us not dwell on those inside of the church. Let us be loving to all races, all colors, all creeds, all nationalities, all tribes, for you have saved them all. And we are all guilty before you. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Lord, as we spend time in communion, that we would remember what you have done for us upon the cross and that you've conquered the tomb. Thank you for our day, Lord, and bless those here And those coming, in Jesus' name, amen.